Hello, you have reached the answering machine of Mac Jackson of the Nova Scotia Troll Department. And if you're leaving a message on here, then I sure as heck hope that you have a hundred dollars to back it up without all the problems that usually come with my run-of-the-mill cases. You see, for a hundred dollars a day, I'll do anything your little heart desires. Now, it can be two fifties, five twenties, heck, even ten tens will do. A hundred dollars will get me on the case, at your place, and in your face, if you know what I'm- Just shut. Another beautiful Dartmouth day. The rain has fallen in gray, greasy sheets while pedestrians swim about the business. Like goldfish in a grimy bowl, just trying to find someone to share that bit of loneliness with before the big barbecue in the sky. If I ever catch the guy that ran over my head last night, I'll arrest him for not finishing the job. <laughs> Maybe I can convince the earth to start rotating the same direction with my spins while I'm at it. Preferably, it can just fling me off the surface. Thank fuck for Duke's affordable instant coffee and instant cigarette mix. Saves me a bundle and I get to spend two hours on the can every morning. Now let's see what's left to eat in this here dump. Now what in the Sam Hill is happening here? All my bread has been nibbled to bits and there's shit everywhere! There's mice, I say mice, running rampant around my rations. Who is this, and what do you want? How did you get this number? Did you eat my fucking bread? Are you a mouse? Hi, am I speaking with Mac Jackson? This is Yogi Bear, and I got mouse shit all over my picnic basket. Mr. Jackson, my name is- Real fascinating story. Have you considered having it published? I'm sorry, Mr. Jackson. I am for real. Will you take a hint? Jeez, you're- Wait, did you hear that? What? Shut up, there it is again. Alright, freeze, you roll robin bread burglin' scumbag! Jesus, Mac, don't shoot. It's me, Pete Schwartz. I don't care if your name is Toaster McOven and you're giving birth to a fresh set of muff tuplets. There's gonna be two smoking booties standing here if you don't start talking. Those knuckleheads at the precinct will need a tiny piece of chalk for this crime scene. They say there's no crime too small to- Alright, now I can explain why I've shrunk down to the size of a mouse. In fact, that's what this whole episode is all about. But first, man, you gotta lower that cannon, maybe give me a bottle cap, or something to drink coffee out of. <laughs> ah, Schwartz. You're still the same lovable asshole no matter what your size. Hey, this ought to do ya. Want me to roll you a tiny cigarette too? No, but I'll take a few regular-sized ones and a glass of whiskey. I need to take a bath. Sure thing, half-pint. I'll get you a napkin to dry off while I'm at it. <sighs> yeah, that's more like it. Really can't beat smoking a cigarette that's, like, the same height as you. Careful, Schwartz, so you'll light that whiskey on fire and your little buns will be burned. Speaking of which... You better have a damn good reason to be stealing the blueberries right out of my muffins. All oh, those muffins are stale. You leave my muffins alone! Okay, I'm sorry about the muffins. Just put the gun down. Let me get my tape recorder. Oh, that's adorable. 
That mini cassette recorder is bigger than you are. How have you been dragging that around? Don't worry, I got it all on tape. Now feast your ears on this tragic tale. Schwartz here. It's a uh, Wednesday night around 2 a.m. and I'm walking. Well, trying to get to my friend's house, but must have taken a wrong turn. On the corner of Northwood and Ferry. Damn. This area is really weird, man. I don't think I've seen this part of the city before. Really run down, but with a tinge of neon futurism. It's like a scene from Blade Runner if it were made on a $30 budget. Punks. Freaks. Yeah. Bunch of fucking cyber zombies roaming around in circles. Hey babe, you looking for a date? No, but I'm looking for my friend's house. She lives on Jubilee. Is that, um, close to here? Damn boy, you lost, huh? Yeah, I am lost, as usual. Hey, just out of curiosity, you don't happen to know a guy named Ray Brownstein, do you? Ray Brownstein? No, I don't know that hoe. Cool, just thought I'd ask. He's my old partner, and he's been off the grid for weeks. He used to work the streets. Hmm, maybe he's the new shrink. Sorry? See them signs all over here? It says shrink gray this, shrink gray that. Come get your shrink gray. Maybe that's your hoe. I looked around the cyberpunk slum until a flashy, buzzing neon sign caught my eye. It was positioned high on a brick building to the side of a foggy alleyway. The sign read, Shrink Ray, with an arrow pointing to a dark alley. I turned back to the prostitute to ask another question, but they disappeared into the motel. So I cautiously proceeded toward the alley, following the sign's arrow. Now, I really doubted that I would actually find Ray at the end of this path. Last I heard, the guy had joined a cult. The whole thing was curious enough to follow. And as I walked blindly down the alley, the sign buzzing behind me, I remembered Ray had once told me he wanted to be a therapist. Maybe that's what it is, I thought. Shrink Ray. And if that is somehow the case, I will congratulate him on his new profession and possibly get some prescription drugs and ask how the fuck do I get to Jubilee from here. The pink light of the sign led me to a sewer grate with another sign that alternated flashing shrink and ray with an arrow pointing down. I reminisced for a minute on all the wonderful times I had in the sewer. I thought of Ratbo, the mutant rat. I took a big whiff of raw sewage and thought of New Glasgow. Okay, I am down in the sewer now, finding more flashing signs leading the way to a facility of some sort. Actually, it looks like a laboratory. I step on concrete stairs, lifting my heavy wet feet toward a grand wall of murky glass. Two gigantic sliding doors open before me to reveal a bustling laboratory run by skeletons. Yeah, you heard me right. 
The scientists working in this lab are without eyes, without organs, without flesh of any kind. These, my friends, are skeleton scientists. Got a mental image? Okay. There were three of them in sight, and they all wore dirty, wrinkled lab coats and thick goggles around their cracked skulls, covering the holes where their eyes used to be. All three smoked long cigarettes that dangled from their decrepit open mouths, all tooth bones full on display, out in the stale air, stained black. The lab equipment seemed outdated and mostly held together with duct tape. I saw beakers with bubbling green goop, a dissected mouse left to rot under a broken microscope, an old incubator that looked as though it were plugged into a Nintendo Game Boy. One of the bony bastards held up a small glass bottle under a bright light. It looked like something was moving inside the bottle. <coughs> Mr. Skeleton Scientist, um, I'm here to see Shrink Ray. Does he have an office down here, or? Thank you for coming, sir, but I don't think you understand. This is a Shrink Ray. Sure, sure, like Pigeon Ray, Huckleberry Ray, Orthodox Ray, Goth Ray. The skeleton scientist escorted me deeper into the musty lab as I continued listening to the many different incarnations of Ray. Before I knew it, I was strapped to a flat apparatus with a small trough running down the center, starting from the middle. Then it dawned on me. This is a shrink ray. A la honey I shrunk the kids kind of ray. These evil skeleton scientists Got nothing to do with Ray Brownstein. Christ, I'm an idiot. The shrink ray looked like a weapon of a sci-fi movie as it lowered from the ceiling. The nose of the thing pointed right at my chest. The skeletons' permanent smiles kept on smiling as they pulled two levers simultaneously. The shrink ray fired without warning. Just like that. The blast minimized me from my bonds until I was small enough to slide down the trough and into a bottle. I woke up in a storage closet among other glass bottles, each containing skeletons of different species that I can't quite make out in the dark, perhaps for the best. In those first moments, I thought perhaps I was the only living thing in the closet. I called out, but no one answered. I waited in silence feeling the round glass wall of the bottle, walking in circles, trying not to panic. I heard rat noises coming from below. Jesus, fuck. I'm the size of an action figure. A rat could really fuck my shit up right now. I, get, I gotta get out of here, I say aloud. Just loud enough for someone special to hear. Just so happens this someone is the only one who could rescue me. Hello? Is somebody there? Uh, hey, yeah, I'm here. Uh, P. Schwartz, formal paranormal detective at your service. A detective? 
Oh, that's wonderful, wonderful. Finally, we can save Timmy and escape this nightmare. Okay, first of all, who's Timmy? You know what? I, don't even answer. I don't care. Second of all, how the hell can we possibly get out of here? Like, we're two inches tall. Sealed in bottles, like... Oh, wait a minute. Can you take a step closer, ma'am? You look familiar. Don't call me ma'am. No fucking way. You're a mouse. Like, you're literally a talking mouse. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm a mouse who can talk, so what? We have bigger problems right now. We have to rescue Timmy before he... that outfit, too. You're not just a mouse. No, you're literally Bianca from The Rescuers. Aren't you? No one wants to hear my autobiography right now, but yes. I am the girl mouse from The Rescuers. And I'm here to save a little boy who is being tortured by these skeletons, understand? They rip out this boy's fingernails and make him eat them, understand? Sorry to yell, I'm just, I'm super stressed because when you said you were a detective, I was like, hallelujah, I am saved. But now I, no offense, but you, you seem like a moron. No offense. None taken. Hey, I just want to say it's a pleasure meeting you, Miss Bianca. The rescuers down under is one of my fave Disney moves. And you, my lady, you. <laughs> you were one of my many, many Disney crushes, despite the fact that you're a rodent. Aw, uh, thanks, Pete. That's really weird and gross. No problem. And guess what I just remembered. <laughs> da 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 What is that? Did you just pull a dildo from your behind? No, it's not a dildo. It's a horn. Not just any horn. This is what I like to call... The Scampophone. Scampo what? Scampophone is a special horn I use for summoning my cat, Fartosaurus. Are you speaking English right now? Now we've all heard of foghorns and French horns and bullhorns, tubas and pugals and sousamapephones. Pete, we don't have time for a song about different type of horns. We have to go. I'm working on it. But the most fabled horn of them all is one that you'll never recall. Oh, fuck! Yeah, that rat's trying to knock down the bottles uh, off the shelf. Yeah, you're right, Miss Bianca, okay? No time for a song. I'm just going to blow my horn, and then the cat will come save us, okay? Okay, right. sounds good. Okay, cat's on the way. I just heard it scream. Great, but uh, I think we have a problem. Oh, shit. Climbing under the shelf with my bottle, the rat walks gingerly, not seeing anything alive to eat except me, and proceeds to knock the bottle onto the floor. Despite all my rage, I was still just a rat in a bottle. But at least now I was free. The frenzied rat bolts as the lights switch on and the scientists rush in to see what the commotion is about. I'm panicking eyeing my mini cassette tape recorder on the floor, and, man, 
Did I ever run like the Dickens? Grabbing the player and an elastic band, I MacGyvered that shit together and attached it to my back. Running full tilt. I closed the distance as the rat was hot on my trail, using the tape player as a turtle shell kind of shield. I fended off its vicious assault before lunging back on the shelving unit. As much as I wanted to keep running, I had to save Miss Bianca. And then, like a miracle, fucking Fartosaurus enters the fray, eyeballing some tasty ass rats. The rodents scatter as he kills all nearby rats, pouncing toward the hole in retreat. Meanwhile, I was back up on the top shelf, freeing Miss Bianca from her bottle in the only way I knew how. Alright, Miss Bianca, I'm gonna count to two or three or four, maybe, and then I'm gonna push you off the shelf. Ready? What? No, there has to be another way. No, sorry, this episode's running way too long. We have to get going. Three. Oh, you imbecile! I could have been killed! Hold on. I'm on my way down. Ah, Ferrosaurus, old boy. Yes, good boy, good boy. Uh, no, no, no. Don't eat me. Put me, put me down. No, I'm not kidding. Bad Ferrosaurus. Put me down. You want us to ride on the back of this beast? Yes, exactly. And it's gonna look super cute. Like a Disney cartoon. Uh, here. Look, I made a little seat for us out of this egg carton. Isn't that cute? Up you go, yeah. <laughs> Buckle in. That's adorable. Okay, uh, shut the fuck up, Firestorus. Jesus Christ. Are you ready, Miss Bianca? Ready for what? Where are we going? I thought we were going to save Timmy. It is horrible what the skeletons do to him. They cut off his eyelids and make him watch season two of The Wire over and over. He is too young for that. He does not understand. Season two of The Wire? Jeez. Yeah, it's a pretty weird thing for a kid to watch over and over again. When I was a kid, I watched nothing but cartoons. Hey, since uh, you're here, what was the deal with the 80s and mice? What do you mean? Well, we had the Rescuers, of course, and we had the Secret of Nim, Great Mouse Detective, An American Tale. It's like all these animation studios were just ripping each other off. Did the witches come out in the 80s? That's another one. You just said this episode is too long and here you are rambling about cartoons. A boy's life is in danger. Okay, okay we'll get there. Hey, is it true that the first Rescuers movie, like when they're flying through the city, uh, some disgruntled animator put a picture of a topless woman in the background. Google it, man. I don't know. Hey, Fartasaurus, see that cage in the corner of the laboratory? Full speed ahead. Let's go. And then we were off to the races against time. On our way to free Timmy or Jimmy or uh, whatever his name is from a cruel fate. And something caught my eye. It was a glimmering liquid in a dusty vial underneath the lab counter labeled Big Up Tincture. So I grabbed hold of the cat's tail and reached out for it, holding on for dear life. 
The vial was surprisingly light for something double my size, so I held on tight with one arm as the cat whipped its tail back, sending me flying in the air, luckily falling back into place, grabbing hold of Miss Bianca's hand. We were close to the cave now. I could see the little boy lying there motionless. Surely he couldn't be dead, I thought. That'd be way too dark. But as it turns out, we were too late. Timmy was still alive, but the cave was now being hauled up to the ceiling. Way up to an enclosed area that was not accessible to any man or mouse or cat. The skeleton bastards cackled as they operated the lever. You sick skeleton fucks! I hope you get bone cancer! Sorry, Miss Bianca, this is just fucking horrible. Poor Timmy. But hey, maybe next time when you find out a child has been kidnapped, you could like call the police, like the actual human police. And then maybe like, not, I mean, not to be critical, you're good at your job, but I just think like the kid would have a better shot if you called 911. I mean, hell, we could call the cops right now. But Timmy was not a white boy. They won't care. Yeah, yeah, fair point. But hey, what if... <laughs> what if we lie and say he's white? That could work, yes, but you should really emphasize his whiteness. Tell them he's an albino. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, they'll be here in no time. Okay, Fartosaurus, do you bring my cell phone? <laughs> So I called the cops and told them everything, and they had a full squad there in like 12 minutes. Miss Bianca and I stood on the sidelines and watched them shut those skeleton bastards down, cuffing them tightly, very tightly, rattling their bony asses to the ground. Little Timmy was rushed to the hospital to get patched up. From what I've heard, he's doing just fine, and uh, he's now watched the entire series of The Wire from beginning to end, skipping the second season. He still doesn't understand it. Miss Bianca got right back to work and is currently starring in the new Disney Plus film, Rescuers 3, The Rescuers Assassinate the Pope, which you can now find on the Disney home page right next to Pam and Tommy. And that pretty much brings us up to date, Mac. The tincture I took a few days ago should be kicking in soon, so look, I appreciate you providing shelter to such a little dude such as myself uh, for the time being you're welcome to stay as long as you stop eating my food and shitting on the kitchen counter look at this here see this these are tiny human shits not mouse shits it's disgusting no problemo tis true i've been eating your bread whilst defecating in your kitchen i've also been using your dish towel to wipe my ass so you might want to toss that in the washer Anything else I can do for you, Mac? Well, there is one thing I need. One hundred dollars? That and some answers. Now sit your butt back down, Schwartz. It's gonna be a long night. Okay. Why? What's up? Oh, nothing. I just want you to tell me that story again. But this time, keep it neat and smoky. Like an overpriced single malt. Not quite sure what that means, but all right, man. You asked for it. <clears throat> it all starts on a cold Wednesday night around 2 a.m. I'm walking to my friend's house, but I take a wrong turn on the corner of Northwood and Cherry. Yeah, that area is weird. 